0: What's up ladies and gents and welcome to the Psychon podcast where we talk about all things psychology and mental health. In today's episode, we will be going over some common statements or quotes that often get used and having a look at whether they are true or false. This is the first of many short episodes that will be focused on analysing and debunking common misconceptions, so be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Psychon to stay up to date. The first claim is that we only use 10% of our brain. Now, this is completely false. We use 100% of our brain, and most of our brain is active almost all of the time. Even if we're not consciously using our brain to carry out tasks or activities like driving a car or making breakfast, it is still being used unconsciously by activities like our heart rate. And furthermore, researchers have also shown that even during our sleep, the front of our brain, which controls our self-awareness, is still actively working. Now I don't fully know how this myth got started, but one theory that I've seen quite a lot leads back to a psychologist from almost a century ago called William James, and he claimed, or he once wrote, that he doubted that the average person achieves more than ten percent of their intellectual potential. The keyword here being potential. Now that got misconstrued by the so-called experts and gurus of that time and 10% of potential turned into 10% of our brain and similarly some early researchers also claim that they didn't know what 90% of our brain does so that might have also fueled the myth but that was before. Nowadays one reason for the myth still being used is because of movies like Limitless and Lucy where someone takes a drug or a pill and they now have access to 100% of their brain and they can either control other people through their mind and become experts in martial arts. Which is why it's always important to be skeptical about what you see in movies because most of the time it's done for dramatic effect. And quick side note, if you haven't seen Limitless, I would definitely recommend it because even though some of the stuff was wrong, it's still pretty enjoyable and Bradley Cooper does a solid job. The next claim is that listening to Mozart or classical music improves your cognitive abilities or makes you smarter, let's say. Now, this I would put as false-ish because in the original study where this claim is made, the participants were asked to carry out tasks such as IQ tests in three different scenarios. One, either in silence. Two, while listening to a tape of relaxation instructions. Or three, listening to Mozart. And it is true that the students listening to Mozart did better on the tasks but what was interesting is that the performance only increased for 15 minutes so the benefits are short-lived. Also a similar study was carried out where participants listened to a Stephen King novel or pop songs like Return of the Mac. Now the participants that took part were fans of Stephen King and pop music in general. Which is why the conclusion is drawn that perhaps it's more about listening to stuff that you enjoy or are engaged with that can have a positive effect on your performance instead of those exact notes in classical and Mozart pieces. Now, is it true that our preferences in our partners and spouses are based specifically on our culture? Because that's something that we hate often. According to a poll I done on my Instagram page, at Saigon be sure to follow, I got a mixed response with 55% people believing that's true and 45 saying false. Now, although our culture does play a role, as well as our personality, a study that was really interesting to me looked at the data from a total of 32 different cultures all over the world, whether it's eastern or western from the Americas to the Zulus. And in every culture, the results were identical when it comes to preferences. Men placed a higher importance on physical attraction and women placed more importance on ambition or higher earning power than the men. And not only that, almost in every culture, men preferred women that were two or three years younger than them and women preferred men that were older. And the final claim we're going to discuss today is that eyewitness testimony is uh, very reliable and this is completely false as well. Now the reason for this is because instead of the actual events that took place it always comes down to our memory of what took place and our memory is not a reliable tool for a number of reasons. Mostly because our brain pieces together memories only when we need them. And even then, the most vivid memories can sometimes have information that is missing. One way our memory gets contaminated is by misinformation when we may not even realize what's happening. For example, the way a question is asked. There's a really interesting study that showed this, where two groups of participants were shown a video of a car accident. And then they were both asked questions to see what effect the wording of the question can have. One group was asked how fast were the cars going when they hit each other and the other group was asked how fast were the cars going when they smashed each other. Now the group that heard smashed reported a much higher top speed than the group that heard hit even though both of them saw the exact same video. Another thing that can affect the accuracy of our testimony is confidence because we usually have a good sense of how well we know something, for example, back in the good old days when things went online, we normally had a good or bad feeling at how well we done on an exam as soon as we walked out of the room and the same can be applied to eyewitness testimony because if someone is questioned pretty much straight away using the right procedures, meaning no leading questions, etc. Their confidence can actually help predict the outcome. However, as time goes by, our confidence can begin to dwindle and we can become more vulnerable to false testimony from others. And just to end it, this is most likely the reason why myths like the one we talked about today and uh, quote-unquote fake news get spread so rapidly because the more we talk about it, the more we share it, the more inclined we are to believe it thank you for listening and don't forget to follow us on instagram or twitter at psychon Mike for regular updates and discussions about the topics and if you have any other questions you can also email me at psychon at gmail.com